So God has made space for your Rehoboth to come to pass. Somebody say Rehoboth. God has made room for all of us. Good evening, good day, whatever time it is you're listening. Once again, we bring you greetings from the Rehoboth Ministries Fireside Chat. And once again, we're excited about the Lord and excited about the Word of God. Why? Because the Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So when we study this word, it is our life, it is our existence and subsistence, and we thank God for the word of God and for another fireside chat. And we're going to let everyone that's present introduce themselves on this afternoon. Hello, 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 listening audience. This is First Lady Alicia Thomas. So glad to be with you on today. Such a blessing to be amongst my fellow um, saints and just being able to talk and listen and feed and feast off the word of God. So good evening, good evening, good evening. Hello, good morning, whatever time it is. I'm so glad to be with you on today. Good evening, everyone. This is Evangelist Angie, and I'm also glad to be amongst the living, when number one, and I'm glad to be uh, communing with the saints on today. This is a day that the Lord has made, and we are rejoicing, and we are being very glad in it. And I'm excited about today and today's topic, so can't wait to see what we're going to be discussing. Good evening, and thank you all for listening. This is Missionary Silvetta Garvin. It is indeed a pleasure and an honor to be amongst the saints and to be amongst the living. We're so grateful that he kept us in our right mind and healthy and everybody's well. So let's just, I'm just excited about what tonight is going to bring. Awesome. We thank God for each that are present and I'm glad, amen, to be surrounded by fire on every hand. Amen. They brought the fire along with us. One of the great, great topics that we're going to discuss tonight is it seems like a simple topic, but it is more complex than would be known to many. It is simply the topic of peace. Peace. And we want to get into a lot of detail about peace because uh, from the worldly perspective, many people believe that the word peace means tranquility. And I'm not disputing that, but I want to look at things not from a worldly perspective, but from a godly perspective or from a Christian perspective, because peace is more or the thing that God has given to us is more than just simple serenity or tranquility. According to the book and the Bible, the Hebrew interpretation of peace, it means wholeness. It means to be complete. And in other words, you cannot experience the tranquility or the serenity or acquiesce to the calmness until you are whole in God. This is not something that you can experience being contrary to the word of God or the doctrine given by the Bible to those who believe in him. And that's the thing that we must understand about peace. 
It is something that we gain in many, many, many scriptures that we have involved on tonight to talk about peace. But there are many things that we must understand about peace. And I, I, I love this topic primarily because there are times in your life where you need that thing that is in you mm-hmm. to govern you in the middle of a storm. And if you are one of those who never have or never has any difficult times or any trials or any tribulations in your life or no storms or no test, then really you really need to listen because God gives all of us trials and tribulations and tests and storms. And no matter who you are, you're not devoid of going through things. And that's what applies to all But I want you to, first of all, turn with me to the book of Romans, the fifth chapter. Amen. What is everyone, each each of you guys, what do you think of when you think of peace? The first thing that came to my mind when you said peace is where it says in the Bible, he'll keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. So that was the first thing that came to my mind is if I keep my mind on Christ and the things of Christ, He'll keep me in perfect peace. It makes it harder. The enemy is still going to come, but it makes it harder for him to be effective or efficient in his attack of mm-hmm. my mind. If I try to keep my things on the things of my mind on the things of Christ and not on the things of this world or the trials of this world, they're still going to come, but still focus on the Word of God and the things of God. Mm-hmm. When I think of peace, I think about just like a time where there's no war against nothing, no just tranquility and just blue skies and flowers. And I know everything around you is the opposite of that sometimes. But when we're focusing on God's peace inside of us mm-hmm. that flows from the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit inside of us, then it gives us that perfect peace. Awesome. Awesome. I think of calm, relaxation, reassurance when I think of peace, Mm -hmm. because we're going to face many obstacles and situations in life itself. And so when Jesus said, the peace that I give unto you, that's the biggest thing that we need because the Bible tells us not to be anxious about anything. Mm -hmm. Because when stressors come amongst us, we got to be in a state of mind to know that God is there. I'm going to just relax and trust God. And sometimes that's hard to do Mm -hmm. as a human being, and especially when you are so used to trying to be in control of everything. Right. And sometimes things are not really supposed to be in your control. God allows things to happen so that we can trust him. Right. So, and that's so the true. peace that he wants us to have in him. And that's what I think about peace. And all of those are awesome, awesome interpretation, awesome interpretations of peace. Because there is a misnomer, a misunderstanding among those in the world that is something that can be attained through meditation, through a worldly or earthly means. But the first thing I want everyone to know about peace, that is simply, it is a state of mind. Now, I don't want the saints of God to think of, when I say mind or mental, I don't want you to think of the capacity to digest information. I'm not talking about that kind of mind. It is a state of mental well-being as a result of your relationship or fellowship with Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you can attain without having the fellowship of Christ or the relationship of Christ. And I heard First Lady quote the scripture, first of all, that he will keep you 
Now, first thing before we go into any great depth of that scripture, you have to be kept in it because we're all in the body and we could deviate ever so quickly and step out of the thing that we need to be kept in. Now, see, that's a lot there. We could preach on just that portion right there, but he will keep you. In other words, if you allow your outward circumstances to affect your inward peace or sanctity, the enemy can take you out of the peace that God have placed you in. And that's the thing that we must guard with everything on the inside of us is that I cannot, I will not. And you must say to yourself in order to maintain, I will not allow you, Satan, enemy, devil, whoever you are to take me out of something that Jesus promised to keep me in. Are y'all with me on this? So he says he will keep you that no matter what it looks like, no matter how it feels, no matter what you go through, I'm allowing God to keep me in peace. And when people and enemies and trials come, I'm still saying, no, mm -mm, God is keeping me in it. I want to in the flesh go contrary to what the spirit is saying, but I'm going to allow God to keep me in it. Mm -hmm. He will keep me, Mm -hmm. not destroy me. And that's what we must understand quite simply about trials and tribulations. They're not there to destroy you. They're only there to strengthen you. Mm -hmm. If we allow God to keep us, he will keep me in, In not looking at it, but he's going to keep you in it. Mm -hmm. In what? In perfect peace Mm -hmm. if now here's the contingencies allowed with this there god can do everything he he can do anything but fail but we have our part in it Mm -hmm. and that's where we fall short we want god to do everything Mm -hmm. and us you know and our limited or finite mind we want to do nothing but he says you have to do something he said i'll keep you if you keep your mind Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he's gonna keep his part if you keep your part. So if you allow him to keep you and you keep your mind stayed on him, then you will be in the place that God wants you to be. You go to sleep and you'll sleep well because if God says he's going to keep me and he can't lie and I keep my mind where my mind needs to be, I will be in peace. Mm -hmm. Even though it might be not looking the way I want it to be in. But if I do my part, my God is going to do his part. He will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your, here it is, mind. Because we think it's our body. I said this peace is a state of mind, a state of well-being, a spiritual well-being in your life. If you keep your mind, and that is the greatest thing that is challenging to the world today, because and I'm just saying this as a dentist that we see so many patients on a daily basis. The biggest thing that we see is mental health challenges. Amen. We see this so much. And a lot of times we approach it differently. But the Bible says that he'll keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. 
So your focus should not be on the situation. Your focus shouldn't be on the person. Your focus shouldn't be on the money. Your focus shouldn't be on the children, the sickness, the disease, the famine, the negative. No, your focus still in the midst of everything you're going through should be on Christ. And if my mind stays on him, I'm going to be in peace. Mm -hmm. But just like Peter, when he stepped out of the ship in the 14th chapter of the book of St. Matthew, long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, everything was all right. But when he looked at the sea and looked at the waves and looked at the wind around him and took his eyes off Jesus, and when he took his eyes off, he took his mind off Jesus. It's not just the look, but it's the mental capacity that goes along with the look. I can look at a lot of things, but if my mind ain't focused on it, it doesn't mean nothing but a glance. But when he kept his eyes on Jesus and were focused on Jesus, he was able to supersede, to go over, to walk over his storms, his trials, his tribulations, the waves. But when he took his eyes and his mind off Jesus, he began to sink. And that's how we find ourselves mentally we allow these things to overwhelm us. We allow the situation around to really, uh, you see a copious amount of trouble around you. And here you are, oh God, I ain't going to make it. It's not going to be good. And as soon as the enemy takes your mind off of Jesus, he's just won the battle. Because God will always do his part if we do our part. He'll keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on thee. So here it is. He introduces, Isaiah introduces here Mm -hmm. the contingencies that goes along with peace. He just doesn't give you peace. Mm -hmm. He gives you the ability to maintain your peace. I want you to understand that now. It is something that needs to be maintained. Mm, That's true. Because you can say, I got it today. And tomorrow, you won't have it. But if you have the peace and you maintain the peace, God will maintain his part with you. He will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. And that's what I say, a contingency to go along with it. And we understand, amen, that this thing that God has gifted to us through Jesus Christ is something that we must constantly work at uh-huh. in order for us to receive the benefits of our relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. We're not just saved for, you know, just to be saved. You know, when I was growing up as a little boy, I only wanted to be saved for one reason. Because <laughs> I didn't want to burn. <laughs> <laughs> I said, wait a minute here. Hmm. You got gold streets and you got fire, fire, fire. (laughs) No, I don't want to go down there. It's hot in church and it's hot down there. (laughs) I don't want to go down there. So I want to first educate the, the saints of God that there is benefits, benefits, benefits that go along with our relationship with God. He said, he'll keep you in perfect peace. If you keep your mind stayed Mm -hmm. on, what does it say? Him. Mm -hmm. 
Now, the logical question, you know, I'm learning to be logical here for for those that are listening. How do you, Pastor, keep your mind stayed on him? That's a logical question, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to give you a biblical answer. Go to second book of Corinthians. And we're going to the 10th chapter. So you can see and understand how it is we can keep our mind. Because this is a very significant point here. Second Corinthians 10th chapter, verse 4. What does it say in verse 4? Verse 4 says, for the weapons of our warfare. Of our warfare. First of all, before we go any further, we are in war. Mm-hmm. Every day you are in war. Yes. You must understand this simple fact. You are in war. Yes. If you understand that you are in war, then you won't be expecting things to go perfectly. Mm -hmm. You are in war, warfare constantly, warfare in the body, warfare in the mind, warfare in your spirit, warfare even in your heart and your soul. So Mm -hmm. we are born in God to fight. You understand that? Now, we got a God to fight for us, but right here, the weapons of our warfare. Now, here it is about warfare. This is the thing you must understand. We are in war. Now, here's the the other quite simple fact about war. You have weapons, and I need you to understand that, listeners, you're not just there, but you have weapons. We are in war. And you have weapons, Mm -hmm. but the weapons that you do have in the battle, in the war are not carnal. And see that, that scripture, I've read it so many times and I look at this even now when we look at it in in its complete simplicity, the weapons of our warfare. Yes, it says our and not alone. That's the first thing. Another point that you must understand, you are not alone in the battle. Mm -hmm. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are, as the scripture says, mighty through God, mm-hmm. not through you, not through any ability or source that you have, but your weapon is only mighty through God. If you take God out of it, then you don't even have a weapon. Mm. Amen. But you keep God in it, you have an impregnable fortress Mm -hmm. around in you that has never lost a battle, Mm -hmm. that has never lost a case in the courtroom. So the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. The conduit for your strength is through God, not through man, not through any other means, but it's through God. Mm -hmm. Here it is to the first thing, to the pulling down of strongholds. Mm The thing that the enemy thinks that he has fortified in your life, a stronghold, the thing that you think that cannot be taken down. And I'm here telling you in the name of Jesus, whoever is listening, that whatever the devil thinks he has a stronghold in your life, that prayer, fasting, seeking God will destroy any wall. Any fortress, anything that you think can't come down, it will come down in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I hope tonight that someone understands that this weapon, these weapons that we have aren't carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down. They have to come down. They cannot stay where they are. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Mm -hmm 
casting down. Here it is. This is why, how you uh, keep your mind. First thing in verse number five, it says what? Casting down mm -hmm. what? Imagination. Imaginations. Mm -hmm. So the way to your mind is images. Mm -hmm. If you stop the images, Amen. you cannot have an imagination. Mm. You cannot have an imagination without an image. Mm -hmm. yes. Simple, isn't it? So when you cast down the image, you control the imagination. Mm -hmm. And when you control the imagination, you control the mind. Real mind control. Mm. This is the this is the holy, the godly way. That's right. That's right. So if you see yourself blessed in your mind, mm -hmm. the thing that you see, God acts upon it yeah. and He makes it manifest in your life. If you see yourself above and not beneath, guess what? You'll be above. Yeah. If you see yourself the head and, and not the tail, you'll be the head. But you have to use an image or a vision, or a revelation, or a scripture mm -hmm. to get you to envision yourself to what God says you can be. Mm -hmm. Are y'all understanding this? Yes, yes. What you think about it, Evangelist? I'm so glad that you said when you, in verse number four, for the weapons, and you stated the main weapons, prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. And meditating on the word of God. Mm -hmm. Those are your most powerful weapons. That's right. And if we stay focused on the word, we're praying and trusting God, and, you know, in his word. Oh, that's all the peace that we're going to have. That's, that's, that's the peace that's, that's going to come to us. And I just thank God for that. And Amen. he's casting down those imaginations because that's how the enemy comes is mm -hmm. through your mind. Through your mind. First, yes. he got to plant something there for you to think about. That's mm -hmm. right. And once that's he right. does that, then you recognize it and then you cast it down immediately that's right. with the scriptures. That's, that's right. That's how you get him. That's exactly. Right. Exactly. Amen. What you think, missionary? Whenever I feel like I'm not at a peaceful place or at a, the most peaceful place that I desire to be in, that's when I start dedicating and sacrificing time through fasting and through prayer. Even if it's one day a week, even if it's two days a week, I say, you know what, Lord, I need your help to help me in spirit so that I could be where I need to be when these times and when these things come to afflict me and oppress me. So that's where I get my peace from. And I'm, I'm so glad for this message tonight. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. And think about it. Let's. You know, just to use a biblical example, we know we're very familiar with the book of Daniel and the three Hebrew boys, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm -hmm. What did they do? They saw an image, but they refused to bow down to the image. They had victory because the image had no power over them. <laughs> and because the image had no power over them, they did not react to what they saw. Mm -hmm. But everybody else around them, the whole nation saw the image, reacted to the image. And because what they saw, they bowed. But these men said, oh, king, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. Our God is able to deliver us. Mm -hmm. But if not, we still will not bow to your golden image. There's that word, image. We will not bow. We will not 
succumb. We will not lay down. We will not, you know, get with the crowd. We will not do what the rest of the world is doing because we have a image in our mind of the one true and living God. So here in second Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verse five, he says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And the apostle Paul says high thing that in the old Testament, he was a student of the law. He was a doctor of the law, the apostle Paul. When he spoke of high things, he meant things that were erected in high places for them to worship. And anytime they would worship idol gods, they would take it to a high place. Now, this is the same thing we talked about, I believe, on Wednesday, but because we will allow people or things to get in an elevated place in our mind. Mm -hmm. And right here, we're to cast down anything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And here's the solution right here. This is our ending point. And bring into captivity, bring it in. In means it's not already there. Mm-hmm. You have to put it there. <laughs> you have to take that thought, bring it into captivity and make that thought. This is the thing. You make your thoughts obey you. <laughs> your mind has to obey your heart. When you bring it into captivity, say, no, you go into prison. And when you're in prison, you do what I tell you to do. That's right. You go where I tell you to go. Bring that thing into captivity, every thought to the obedience, not of you, but the obedience of Christ. And this is the thing that should govern our lives. What does Jesus want us to do in this situation? Does he want you to get angry? Flesh. Wrath? Flesh. Getting on my nerves, flesh. But if you are led by the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. there are nine fruit that's supposed to come out. That's, right. mm-hmm. that's what Christ wants. So, in order for us to have the peace that we began speaking about earlier, it says we'll keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on thee. We have to arrest our thoughts. And what does that mean, Pastor? I want you to put a warrant on it. <laughs> you 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 got a bounty on your thoughts. Uh, you ain't living here. You ain't staying here. It's a warrant out for you. I'm going to arrest you. And when I arrest you, you're going to be put in jail and cast into outer darkness. But in order to have peace, you got to keep your mind. And we're going to get into uh, even more detail about peace and who it comes from and when you should, amen, allow it to govern and rule your bodies on the next fireside chat and I'm excited amen all of our guests are going to greet you as we end amen it was a blessing to be with you I hope you enjoyed the cast on tonight continue to seek peace and hold it captive Mm. amen we thank God for the word on today and how we talked about peace and I'm excited to learn more and more about peace Awesome, awesome. This has been a fireside chat with Rehoboth Ministries with the missionaries and evangelists, and we're excited that you joined us. Hope to see you very soon. This has been another talk with Pastor Thomas and the 
and the crew. God bless you. Goodbye.